welcome 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 guys uh yeah it's another episode of loud living for christ so i'm hoping that you know these episodes there's something that they're planting there's something that you know they cultivate you they propel you to move in the direction that god in your god-given purpose you know there's something that actually you know we ponder we we go deeper in our relationship with god that's the purpose that we we're trying to achieve by having these conversations based on the word of god you know that we we engage you know in the word we we analyze the word we we share you know what god has given us because that's the message that paul was forever preaching whenever he writes his letters he was cultivating that unity the sharing of the word you know and 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 making each other grow making each other accountable so i'm hoping these conversations this chat these messages that's what they'll do so yeah uh thank you very much for joining us i'm hoping it's going to be another you know uh eye opener but before we jump into today's message i would like to make this challenge there's a challenge that we started last week you know with few people of with few of my friends and 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 some of the followers of loud living for christ uh yeah okay there's a challenge that was placed in my in my spirit uh that you know i think we started on monday yeah where we you know you randomly select any three people on that particular day and then when you pray like morning afternoon and evening you just pray for those people but you pray for them pertaining to three aspects of their lives the first aspect is that you pray for their soul uh and emotional uh, health and prosperity and two you pray for their uh, uh physical health and prosperity and then you pray for their emotional uh prosperity so okay sorry you missed that again so you pray for let's say you choose any could be a friend someone that you go to church with anyone but it's three people that you choose so firstly you you pray on for their um a soul slash emotional prosperity and health and then you pray for their spiritual health and prosperity you pray for their physical health and prosperity this is based on the word of god on 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 first john chapter 3 verse 2 where it says beloved i pray that you prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers you know so uh just to encourage the spirit of intercession of intercessions among the saints you know that we move beyond just praying for only our needs family but we pray for also our brothers in christ you know pray for someone you know, maybe you meet someone you see someone a stranger Uh, you don't even have to know their name but if we can pray for these three aspects upon their life that God does something in them you know that he he bless he's give them health in their spirit give them health in their emotions in their soul in their physical and then he make them prosperous as per 1 John chapter 3 verse 2 so please do in this as we beginning a new week please do uh, accept the challenge be part of it let's let's pray for each other let's cultivate for each other uh and and yeah and the more we pray we pray against you know any demonic forces that bind each other that bind us emotionally uh, spiritually and physically so we pray for release for for that so okay uh we're going to make this one very short but before we begin let's start with the word of prayer uh father god we are your children we come before you and everything that we do it's for your glory take your glory let everything that we do be about you and help us to cultivate each other to help each other to grow to help each other be accountable and to pray for each other 
and help us to move our eyes just on our needs but let us be focused on the saints on the body of christ let us pray for each other for growth in the wonderful name of jesus amen okay today's topic uh, that i'm hoping that it will inspire you as much as it has inspired me we're gonna talk about what does it mean when we say we pray in jesus name so what does it mean when we say we pray in jesus name because we've got so many scriptures that are cultivating us that are telling us that we need to pray in jesus name but do we fully understand what does that mean because the for me personally for quite some time because i, I was i was born in church i grew up in sunday school uh but for quite uh, for quite a long time actually when the understanding that i had when we say we are praying in jesus name was this that when we you, you begin your prayer whatever you ask you know and then you just have to say okay maybe um let's say you ask for a car lord can you please give me a car you know i'm, I'm asking this in jesus name can you you know i'm praying for help uh, i'm praying for prosperity i'm praying for peace of mind whatever i'm praying but you just have to say in jesus name so the understanding that i had all along was that you know that whenever you begin a prayer and or you end a prayer you have to say in jesus name you know of which it's you know obviously that that's that's good that's that's the way to do it or that's that's another way but in in, in there's a deeper i believe there's a deeper level to that than just that uh opening or closing your prayer by saying in jesus name but in let's go first um okay there's a few scriptures that i'm gonna mention just to to support this okay to, to, to show you uh okay first let's go in john 16 verse 23 to 24 it reads very truly i tell you my father will give you whatever you ask in my name until now you have not asked for anything in my name ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete um, and then also if you go john 15 verse 7 if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you and then if you go to first john chapter 5 as well verse 14 to 15 is the confidence we have in approaching god that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us okay so there's there's quite a lot of the scriptures even john 14 as well whatever you ask in my name john 14 verse 13 and 14 whatever you ask in my name this i will do that the father may be glorified in the son if you ask anything in my name i'll do it so the understanding that i've actually grew up with and i've had so many people say is that you know whatever we because the scripture says whatever we ask in jesus name we shall get so like if i need let's say uh nice shoes or if i need um you know a nice house or even if i need something pertaining to anything actually it can be anything because that's what the scriptures say you know so you you you, you can pray about anything as long as you as you can say in the end in jesus name and then god is supposed to give you you know that's the understanding that we i grew up with that's the basic understanding that i have but when i was meditating on this you know as as, as i there's a deeper uh, meaning than just that okay this is what i get okay first let me let, let's go before i if you read there in john 15 verse 17 
verse 7 it says if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you so i think most of the time for us we quickly jump to that ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you but if you check there first 7a it says if you abide in me and my words abide in you then you can ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you okay let's let's leave like that for now and go also to uh go to john 14 verse 13 whatever you ask in my name this i'll do that the father may be glorified in the son if you ask anything in my name i'll do it okay the question that what i want you to pay attention to it says whatever you ask in my name okay comma this i'll do comma that the father may be glorified in the son okay i think that's the key that we have to understand we have to underline that the father may be glorified in this in, in in what in the son if you ask anything in my name i will do it so if you check there according to john 14 verse 13 to 14 is that the reason you're asking for whatever you're asking for or whatever you are asking for or the reason i'm i will grant whatever you are asking for is that the father may be glorified in the son so i think the question now that we need to ask if the scripture simply means that i come with my own specific um shopping list of the things that i want from god for year 2020 or year 2021 so whatever i have in my heart and i desire then god as per these scriptures he's obliged to actually meet those needs if that's what it's saying then the question that i have to ask or that we have to ask ourselves is that if i am um, let's say in my heart the desire is for a car or it's for a house or it's for anything you know uh, okay how is god glorified let's say if i'm praying for a mercedes-benz how is that gonna glorify god or how is god gonna get glory okay i know it's easy you, you might say actually that okay maybe god will get glory because people will see that now i'm saved but you know god has blessed me so much that is true to a certain extent but i think most of us when we ask let's say for a car or a house honestly speaking there's very few of us that the sole purpose of you wanting that mercedes-benz that fancy car you are actually <laughs> concerned about giving glory to god or that car you know will give glory to god because you need to break down and be specific you know if i'm driving a mercedes-benz then how in what way is god clarified you know because i'm not the only person with that uh mercedes-benz or with that you know nice and fancy fence house so in what way when i pray for that specific thing in what way will that give glory to god okay i'm not saying that you know having those things it's wrong or we shouldn't have those things but what i'm just saying what i'm trying to highlight is that at times we can ask for those things but honestly speaking those things are just for ourselves we are not really concerned about the father being glorified in the son because according to john 14 that's what it's saying that whatever you ask is so that the father may be glorified in the son so if i'm asking things that are just for myself for my needs for me as as vuyo per se 
then in what way do those things give glory to God? I think that's the first aspect that I'm trying to highlight there, that the purpose for 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 this, okay, let's go also. If you check here, if you go to verse 12, I think that's where you're going to get it. Uh, it's more clear. If you go to verse 12 in John 14, it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do. Because I am going to the Father, that's verse 12, but before it goes to verse 13, where it says, whatever you ask in my name. So it says in verse 12, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do. Because I'm going to the Father, that's verse 12. And then verse 13, let's go to verse 13. Whatever you ask in my name, this, is, this will I do. Okay. So if you check in verse 12, Jesus is saying, whoever believes in me will actually do greater works than these that I've done. Okay, that's, that's, that's in verse 12. And then in verse, te- in verse 13, which is a continuation of that verse 12. So that means the purpose or the mentality that Jesus Christ had because he came to please the Father. He said, everything that I do, the Father can, the Son can do nothing apart from the, from the, from the, from the father okay so from from verse 12 basically jesus is highlighting that that the disciples were to carry over from the works that jesus did and even do greater works than the ones that he has done so the ultimate purpose there if you if you read verse 12 clearly is that the purpose of them asking for whatever it's pertaining to verse 12 it's pertaining to them that they need to be the continuation or the bridge of them doing whatever that Jesus Christ did while he was on earth. So they were continuing on the legacy of Jesus Christ. So this has nothing to do with just their specific needs that they wanted, but them doing whatever that they needed to do, they'll be carrying over to the work that Jesus Christ had done. So asking or us being granted whatever that we wish for or that we ask in prayer in Jesus' name is so that we can carry over to the work that Jesus Christ was doing on it and even greater works, which is pertaining to preaching the gospel and and and, and giving glory to, to the Father. So that's the first aspect that I want to highlight. But the second aspect that I want to highlight on, on that issue uh, okay, before I go to to my second point, I want to highlight this. If you go to 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, it says, As we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with the confidence because we, we live like Jesus here in this world. Okay, let me repeat that. Verse 17, 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. As we live in God our love grows more perfect so we will not be afraid on the day of judgment but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world underline that because we live like Jesus here in this world so okay I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tie this to, to another scripture but I don't wanna go there yet but when I, what I wanna highlight, highlight there is that it's saying because we live like Jesus here on this world, then we'll have the confidence to face God in the day of judgment. And we grow more and more perfect as we live in God. So which, which is in line with that verse 12 that I was saying that the reason why we, 
Jesus was saying to his disciples they would do even greater works because they were continuing on what Jesus Christ was doing. They were not starting anything new. So if you check the life that Jesus Christ was living and even the life that the first uh, uh, 11 or 12 disciples after Judas and even Paul and other uh, first apostles, apostles and the early church is that they were continuing on the work of Jesus Christ. So the life that they live was not focused on themselves. So the problem now, if the, the scripture that says, if we can ask anything in Jesus' name, it's because now if you check, the current times that we live in have changed so much that mostly we wake up, go to work, go to school, whatever we're doing, and then we come back. But the life that we live, it's actually revolving around us. So when we read that specific scripture, what comes to mind, it comes to mind that, okay, I've got my own goals that I want to have. Big house, I want to have a nice car, I want to have this and that and that. But everything that I think pertaining when I hear that scripture, it's concerning to everything that's, that's surrounding me, you know, which I feel we are missing the initial or the actual purpose of that scripture, but it was to be the ultimate target is that when we, when Jesus redeemed us, we are meant to live like him. We live, uh, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1, be imitators of God, uh, dear children. So we are meant, we adopt, we are adopted into God's kingdom. Then we ourselves, we, we are meant to adopt the nature and the character of Jesus Christ. If you read uh, Philippians chapter 2, you will get that, that that's when uh, Paul is saying that the same attitude that was in Christ, let it be. On you so we are meant we are once I accept or we accept Jesus Christ we no longer live for ourselves but we live for him so that scripture the work that he has done of preaching the good news and then leaving for uh, his disciples be, be serving them him washing their feet it's all a continuation of the life that we need to adapt so that's the first aspect okay let me go to to my second point before I close, which I believe will just highlight. So when you say you can, whatever you ask in my name, my father will do it for you or whatever as you ask in my name, then I will do it for you. Okay. This is what I, I, I actually got when I was thinking of, of the scripture. Uh, let's say if you look at the, at the story of uh, um, Jacob and, and Esau, and Esau is that you have two uh, twin brothers and then a uh, Jacob goes and uh, pretends he he, uh, he wears the same outfit he even put the hair on his arms so that he would actually uh, look like Esau and then he goes to his father so that he can be blessed and then when his father fails him is actually fooled and he thinks it's actually Esau that he's his blessing but it's actually Jacob so in that instance if you check though uh, uh, Jacob used uh, you know he he cheated in that instance he, he that was he was that he was being fraudulent he stole but in that instance he received the blessings that belonged to Esau on the pretense or under the impression that uh, Isaac thought Jacob was Esau, but he was not. 
so that means he received his father blessed him in the name or on behalf of or as if he was Esau but he was Jacob so he received the blessings not as Jacob as himself but he received them as Esau you see so I, I thought that's, that's, that's another example that, clear, uh, that clearly demonstrated this concept of receiving it in Jesus' name, of asking for whatever we ask in Jesus' name, is that when we come to God the Father, we do not come, I do not come as Vuyo, you do not come as you, but we come under the nature and the character of Jesus Christ. But unlike Jacob, we have the right which is given through us through the grace. So we are not uh, robbing God. We are not being uh, fraudulent when we do that. But we have, through the death of Jesus Christ, we have the permission to come before God as the same way that Jesus Christ would come. So we get the blessings or we get whatever is reserved or was reserved for Jesus Christ because when we come I do not come as myself but I come as someone who's imitating you know God who's imitating Jesus Christ as someone who has adopted the nature and the character of Jesus Christ but now if I come then I ask things which are contrary to what Jesus Christ would ask so that means now I am coming, I have not died to myself, I am coming as myself. Which now when God looks at me should be confused because now I should be dead to myself. Romans 12, chapter 2, that offer yourself as a, your bodies as a living sacrifice. So we can't, if, if I come now, I still have my own appetite for things which most of the time are not in line with the character of Jesus. So the, now the, there's, that, there's that contradiction. So that means even in the case of Jacob, if he his father sensed that he was not Esau, there was actually something that he saw that, uh, no, this is Jacob, he was not going to go ahead and bless him. You know, he was going to stop blessing him, placing his hand on him. But the reason why he went ahead blessing him because he thought he was Esau. So it's the same thing that means if I do not die to myself and have the nature and understand the will of God, then I come as myself, I come as Vuyo. Then I have my own appetite and desire for things of this world. So when I come before God, now God will not be able to give because when I come there, he doesn't see the nature and the character of Jesus Christ in me. He sees me as myself. Because by nature, I'm a corrupt person, I am selfish, I've got pride, I've got all these things. So now I end up submitting a list which does not reflect, which will not give glory to God. But it's something that it's for my own selfish need. Okay, I'm, I'm taking a, a bit uh, a, a different direction than, than I planned, but I believe it's the Holy Spirit directing me. Because I thought this scripture was going to close with, but from this standpoint, let's go here. If you check 1st John chapter 2 verse 15 to 17 just to put uh, weight on, 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 on this point that I, I've just read that I can't come as myself or I can't come because I am full of the things of this world so I present so when I see that you, you will ask whatever in my name then if I come with my own list then 
Listen to what it says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 to 17. It says, Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. Verse 16. For the love, okay, for the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what please God will live forever. So basically, this is just the scripture that's highlighting that. That now, if when I see that you can ask whatever in my name, then when I see the scripture, then I come with the cravings of this world. Then I come with the, for me, wanting more of the things of this world then God will not see Christ in me because these things are not from God. The reason why Jesus, why, why God the Father accepts whatever we ask in Jesus' name is because Jesus is God himself. He has the nature of God. So when God looked at Jesus Christ, that's why when he was being baptized, he said, this is my son by whom I am pleased. So everything that Jesus Christ did was pleasing to God because it was, it was actually what... Adam and Eve was meant to do in the first place to have dominion and to live and represent God in this world So Jesus Christ came and put that right and then So when God looks at Jesus Christ while he was on earth He was pleased because everything that he was about everything that he desires everything that he did It was for the glory of the father not of himself Okay, so uh, in closing I want to Let's check here again. If we go and read uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, I want to highlight this. So I think ultimately the point that I'm making is that the reason why we may misrepresent uh, that scripture or misunderstand that scripture is because that at times we, we, we will come to God with not with our own uh, selfish desire. You know, we do not submit ourselves to God. We do not adopt, we do not uh, accept or have the nature of Jesus Christ in us. Obviously, it's a process, not something that you'll do once in a while, but it needs to be something that's at the back of our minds that we need to be like Christ. It needs to be in our prayer. If you read most of the psalm that david wrote he says lord teach me your precepts that i may walk in your ways you know uh so he was forever uh thinking psalms 119 he says lord teach me your precepts that i may i may observe your ways so i think that's what we need to be saying also to god that he must teach us his precepts so that we may walk in his ways okay if you read romans romans chapter 12 verse 2 it says do not copy the behavior and the customs of this world but let god transform you into a new person by changing the way you think then you will learn to know god's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect so this this scripture is written to people that are already saved. It's not written, it's not written to unbelievers. It's written to people that are, are already have accepted Jesus Christ. But though they have accepted Jesus Christ, there's still a process of us not copying the behavior and the customs of this world. 
but we allow God to transform us into a new person. Who's that new person? The new person that is Christ in us by changing the way that we think. So even when we so when we ask and even when we pray for things, if our mind is not transformed, we will ask things that are beneficial to the old person that is supposed to have died. Not things that are benefiting the new person. Hence, Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. So our priority, it needs to be like exactly that of Jesus Christ, that he was priority, his priority was to please God. Everything that he did was for the glory of, of, of the Father. So as ourselves, we need to come to a stage whereby we are being transformed that our primary mandate is to please God so that even the things that we pray and ask for are the first, are first for the kingdom. Then God, we need to come to a space where we trust God that is able to take care of our needs. We do not have to constantly pray and ask him for all these things, but he's able to in process take care of us in that nature. Then it says, then you will know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing for you. So, what I want to highlight, what I want to close with here, if you go there, so that's verse 2. It says, then you will know the will of God. And then let's go and also check uh, from the scriptures that we, we read. I want to highlight something there. The importance of how we need to pray. What, Whatever we ask in Jesus' name, what does it actually mean? Or how then we ask in Jesus' name. We can't do that apart for actually first understanding the will of God as Jesus Christ did. 1 John chapter 3 verse 22 says receive from okay if we can receive anything okay we can receive anything we ask because we keep his commandments and do what we please him we can receive anything that we ask because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him so the only way to do what pleases cause pleases God which is in line with Romans chapter 12 verse 2 is to actually first understand the will of God the only way to understand the will of God is to draw near to him is to seek first the kingdom of God then like he said in Jeremiah I think 33 that if you seek me with all your heart you will find me so the more we we come to him and seek more of him the more he reveals himself to us so even then when we pray and ask for anything that anything it's not anything that's just for my physical needs or anything of this world but it's things that are pertaining to the kingdom it's things that will help me build the kingdom of god better uh, okay if you check also then in john 15 17 it says if you abide in me and my words abide in you then you ask you ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you so the first step there if you check it's about it's it's about abiding in christ and his words abiding in us so if we abide in him and his words abiding in us even our thinking is transformed we we think from him not apart from him because sometimes i, I believe that sometimes the 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 desires of this world are things that are not stemming from jesus christ are things that are stemming from maybe a less of attachment to him as the vine so if we are being if we are less attached to him then our desire for this world is more but if we become more attached to him then our desire for the same things for the things that are within the will of god they become more and more and more uh okay okay let me if you go there again first john chapter 5 verse 14 to 15 i have this confidence 
okay, is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So this is very much in line with what you can ask anything in Jesus' name and it shall be done to you. Because the reason why we ask for anything in Jesus' name is because we ask things that are according to God's will. That's why he hears us. So, okay, if we go even John 14 as well, that we, whatever we ask is for the Father to be glorified in the Son. So that's why we God will, will, will hear us. So the point that I'm making here is that when we adopt more and more of the nature of Jesus Christ, even the things that we ask for, the, the reason why Jesus Christ was saying this, he was not giving his disciples permissions to go and, you know, and ask for things that would be, you know, pleasing to them. But these things were pertaining to someone who has come to the understanding of God's will and then who understand what God, what God wants. So even their prayer in line with God's will. So that particular person, they can pray and ask for anything that's in line with God's will. Then that thing will be granted to them. So in closing, our ultimate goal as believers, as Christians, needs to be found in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself and gave himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God so the ultimate goal is for us to walk and be okay if you if you go also let's check verse 15 uh, it says look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. What the will of the Lord, understand what the will of the Lord is. Verse 21, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So the ultimate goal or when we are saved, once we are the children of God, the purpose is not for God to meet the desires that we have of this world, like we read in First John chapter 2, that we should not love the things of this world because those things are not from the Father. But the ultimate goal, it's for us that we come to the stage or the place where God is. So first we need to acknowledge that we we were corrupt we're outside god's kingdom our nature by itself is corrupt it loves the things of this world so hence romans 12 uh, verse 2 and also verses 1 it, it talks about being you know offering our bodies as a living sacrifice dying to ourselves and giving ourselves you know to to the process of transformation the way that we think and then we come to understanding god's will so we are coming from you know a lower level or from a level where we were dead a level where we used to practice things that were not in line with God's will so as we come to him to the level which to the standard which is Jesus Christ then we come to a better understanding of God's will and we come and be more like him such that even the things that we want that we desire 
are the same things. It's the continuation of the things that Jesus Christ desired in this world, you know. And then the Father, we should have this confidence that He's able to meet as we seek first the kingdom, then He's able to add all other things that we need. But we shouldn't use God's word or the Bible and we see it as a thing, as something that will meet what we want from, you know, so that means every need that we have of the world, then the Bible is meant to give those things. So it's meant to satisfy our the, the needs of the flesh, but it's meant to transform us to a state whereby even what we require, it's in line with God's will, that we desire the same thing that Jesus Christ desired. So it's not about promoting us or you know giving things that will make us be prideful but it's about transforming us giving us an understanding that we come to an area where even the things that we ask for whatever we ask in his name we ask as him we ask as a continuation of the things that he would ask for you know we, we represent him that we come before the father as jesus christ being imitators of him adopting his nature and character then when we come, then we are doing things the same way that Jacob did illegally, but we are doing them as per permission and grace that we are granted by God, that we are now sons, we are joined as with Jesus Christ. So we come as representatives. So, yeah, uh, I'm hoping that, uh, I know that was a mouthful, and 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 i was speaking you know there was just uh a lot of things that were revealed to me so and uh, somehow somewhere i might have uh uh but i'm hoping i, I didn't lose you there but I, the point was clear that what does it actually mean when we ask things in jesus name is that we do not jesus was not giving his disciples for them to ask whatever their flesh desires or whatever things of this world they wanted but it was a challenge for them that when they come to understanding God's will and be like Christ, then they will be matured to actually have an understanding that, okay, these are, this is how things operate in this kingdom. These are the priorities. This is what I should be pursuing after, you know. So we continue from where Jesus Christ we do even greater works which are in line with God's will. So that's the ultimate understanding that I have that when it comes, when we ask in Jesus' name, that's what it means. It's not just saying that at the end or at the beginning we put in Jesus' name, I ask for Mercedes Benz in Jesus' name, I ask for one billion in Jesus' name, but it's about understanding God's will. So uh, thank you very much for hanging out. I hope uh, there's something that was cultivated in your spirit, there's something that you've learned, there's something that, you know, you can use this message and, and, and it'll change your life. And then there's something that God will, 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 will change, will transform the process of transformation because we are all in the process of transformation, even myself. No one has mastered this process of transformation, but these conversations, these messages that we have, they are for building each other up in Christ so that we can be more and more and more and more like Christ, like grow perfect in, 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 in love. So thank you very much. Um, if you are blessed by this podcast, do share with a friend, family or whoever.
Uh, thank you very much. Uh, have a very blessed week ahead and keep on living loud for Christ. Be a representative. We are not of this kingdom. We shouldn't not be ashamed. We shouldn't be like the world. We shouldn't love the things of this world. But let us stand up and be counted as the first disciples, the apostles, and the early church did. So it's our turn to actually stand up for Christ. So thank you very much. Stay blessed.